praise in the house. Hosanna. Blessed be the rock of my salvation. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. He said, I'll boast for the Lord. And we're so thankful for joining us again this morning from Hot Hill Baptist Church in our sanctuary, our in-house worship service, first of 2021. Oh, give God some praise this morning. Let's give him some thanks this morning for what they have done. He's brought us a mighty long way. We just have we thank God for all that he's done in us and through us. And we're just continuously to give his name, honor, praise, and glory for all that he has done. So we're so thankful for you joining us this morning. Uh, we're going to ask you to uh, remain standing. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come. And, and as we come, Lord, we ask that you would just now continue to bless this congregation, bless this community, bless churches. Every door that stand or John, your name, Lord, we ask that you would just be the main guest there, Lord. Touch our hearts and our minds that we might be able to surrender our will over to your will. We need to hear from you this morning, Lord. We need to hear from heaven, Lord. So touch, O oh, heavenly Father, your dear servant, that the words that I speak be of thee and not of me. Oh, Lord, bless those that are sick, those that are shut in. Bless, O oh, heavenly Father, each and every one that even don't know you in the pardon of their sin. Turn their hearts back to you, O oh, heavenly Father, that they might too be, be part of this great body of Christ that we've become, O oh, heavenly Father. So we're asking you to continue to bless the Piney Hill family. Bless us, O, oh, as we come into our first in-house service of the year. Lord, just put your arms of protection around us. Keep us safe. Keep us forever looking and leaning upon you, Lord. We glorify your name. We magnify your name in all that you have done in us and through us. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. This is our prayer. In Christ Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. Uh, this morning, our scripture reading, uh, we want you to turn to uh, the third chapter of Acts. Third chapter of Acts, beginning in verse 1 down through verse 10. Acts, the third chapter, verses 1 down through verse 10. Acts the third chapter, and we find that we ask you to please stand. Acts the third chapter, verses 1 through 10. Our scripture read this morning. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being of the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they had laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. And they asked alms of them that entered into the temple, who sees Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked them alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him, and he said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such that I have I give to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. They knew that it was he that sat for alms at the beautiful gate. 
gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Let the people of God say amen. 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 You may be seated. You know, for the past few weeks, we uh, exposed this illegitimate praise that can happen in a church through Nadab and Abihu. And, uh, and then last Sunday, we talked about illegitimate sons and illegitimate daughters of Abraham when Jesus was telling uh, the Jews that they were more like their father, the devil, because of their behavior. See, uh, illegitimacy can be prevalent in what we call the church even today uh, with all of our praise and all of our relationships that's not uh, in accordance to God's word uh, with him but also one another. We, we, we can have illegitimate relationships and, and, and Jesus met this woman at the well and, uh, and after Jesus told her all about herself, she said that our fathers worship in the mountains and you say that you worship in Jerusalem. That's the place where men ought to worship. But Jesus responded with a divine truth. He, he said, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither worship in the mountain or not even at Jerusalem. Worship the Father. Ye worship me not. Uh, no one, no not what. And we know what we worship. But for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and the now is that when true worshipers uh, shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father uh, seeketh such to worship Him. And God is a spirit and that uh, they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So, so any worship or any praise other than in this parameter that, that, that Jesus has defined is worshiping God in spirit and in truth. That's illegitimate worship. It's illegitimate worship. Our, our identity, our relationship, and our praise must be in spirit and in truth. You know, the question many of us ask is, what, what is the definition of, of legitimate worship and praise? And, 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 and what defines what makes our worship and our praise legit? Y'all remember the term back in the day? You know, I, I think it was MC Hammer said he's too legit to quit. I know somebody back there know, they know you, you, you're too legit to quit. But our praise and our worship be, should be so legit that you won't quit no matter what somebody said. I, I don't care the naysayers, the people that look at you funny, tell them my praise is too legit for me to quit. So I got to have that type of praise. I got to worship God in spirit and in truth if my praise is going to be legitimate. That, that's the way we got to have it this morning. So today I want to talk about that very subject, legitimate praise and legitimate worship. The word of God has already been blessed. You know, the, the first thing uh, uh, that most of us need to be taught is there is a difference between worship and praise. See, you, you, if you ain't never been taught the proper way, see, praise is entwined with thanksgiving unto God, but worship is entwined with surrender. Yeah. You, you, you worship God by expressing, you praise God by expressing uh, that, that, that love and thanksgiving for God's uh, 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 relationship 
relationship in your life. But but you you worship God to surrender yourself to under his will. See, praise can be part of worship, but 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 worship goes beyond praise. And, and praise is, is, is easy. Y'all y'all hear me this morning. Praise is easy, but worship is hard. It, it's hard to have worship. And worship is intended for us to praise and honor to be directed only to God, our creator. You know, if we are praising and worshiping out of fear, out of any legal right or any way that we're trying to praise God, a sense of duty to a family or whatever, our praise is illegitimate. We should be praising God, not, not because of some obligation, but we should praise God for who he is. We should worship God for who he is. See, our praise come up short if we just praise him because the Bible tells me so. I know what the Bible tells me, but I gotta have something on the inside of me telling me, ushering me into that praise that I should have for Almighty God. See, we intended to render genuine devotion to God out of her love and out of thanks and, and the desire to please Him in our lives. We want our praise and worship to please God, but the question is how do we do that? How do we do it? How, how do we praise God rightly? How do we praise God legitimately in our lives? So in our passage that we just read about uh, that in, in our introduction, we, we attempt to try to define legitimate praise and worship. And then in our lesson, we're going to give you an example. Uh, it's going to take a while to get to our lesson text, but I want to carry you through this, this meeting that Jesus had with this woman at the well. You know, Jesus' passage asserts that true worship Worship God in what? In spirit and in truth. And Jesus is seeking these kind of worshipers. And this morning, let us explore what that means this morning. Let us talk about how uh, to please God with our worship. Uh, the first thing is Jesus clarifies it, is that in order to worship and, uh, and to have true worship uh, that, that's pleasing unto God, that we must be in spirit. Yeah. You've got to be in spirit from the heart. It gotta come from inside of here. Notice it's not optional. It ain't optional that you can just come here and make a whole lot of noise. If your heart ain't right, if your spirit ain't in it, God ain't getting it. It ain't receiving it, huh? And, and, and thing is, we gotta be in spirit. And then for worship to please, it must be something of a spiritual nature. It's not a ritual. We ain't coming here just to worship God because of a ritual. I know we do it every Sunday, but you got to have a deeper relationship with God. It's not a ritual. It's not something that we do every Sunday. You know, we get caught up in doing it every Sunday till every Sunday become meaningless to us. But we've got some of us, uh, we got to be able to get more of, of worshiping God, not because it's Sunday. You need to worship what did those songs say? Uh -huh. Every day. It's just like Sunday, ain't it? simply compliance to a set of rules because the Bible says you do this on Sunday and, and we got folk messed up now they're still trying to live under the old covenant they said Saturday is worship but we're going to find out no, they ain't got nothing to do with, with day of the week it ain't got nothing to do with prayer it ain't got nothing to do with we got to worship God in spirit and in truth so it, it, it's not just lip service huh, I, I just 
just want to get that straight to all of y'all shouters out there. You know, I like to shout a little bit too. But hey, you can shout all you want, but if your heart is not right, huh? And you're going through the motions, ain't it? And, and to be real worship and praise got to be coming from the heart, ain't it? Some some questions that you need to ask yourself when you when you want to get your praise on. Am I sincere? In what I'm doing, huh? Am I feeling what I'm doing? Am I, am I paying attention to what I'm doing? Are my actions and my thoughts living or are they dead procedures? See, your, your worship got to be living, ain't it? Uh, we got so many dead worshipers in the house, ain't it? Uh, that sometimes you can't worship God till you get to the house. But your worship got to begin before you get to church, ain't it?
to be the way. They thought it had to be by their rules and regulations. But he's going to let us know that look, he called them hypocrites. He called them illegitimate praises. That's what that's what an illegitimate praiser is. It's a hypocrite, ain't it? And then he says in Mark 7 and 6, he said, people honest me with their lips. But their heart is far from me, ain't it? See, see, if we're like that, if we're like that, our worship and our praise is not worship and praise at all, is it? It's, it's illegitimate. And, 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 and it does not please and honor God when we come at Him like that. But So real worship must engage our life force. That, that's our inner spirit, ain't it? And, 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 and God can see that, can't it? And God can feel that when it comes from our inner spirit that the God understands that. See, real worship must engage you from the heart. Our heart is our very spirit and God knows that. He is seeking those that are worshiping Him whose spirit are in tune with His spirit. Ain't that communion? The Holy Communion is when our spirit come in tune with God's spirit. And now all of a sudden we feel the presence. See, communion means we in one-manship, ain't it? I, I made up a word. Y'all like that one? We in one-manship. We, we in one relationship with God, and we are all together in communion one with another. We are what? One body in Christ, ain't it? And we gotta have a spiritual relationship to do that, because ain't no way in the world all of us in here can be one, ain't it? Except in the spirit, ain't it? But when we come together in the spirit, then we can give honor to God in, in every way that he is. So worship God in spirit embodies and reveals Christ in our heart. And, and, and I, I know the Bible says in Hebrews, not forsaking the assembly of the saints and coming together and, 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 and that we exhort one another and, 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 and on that day of his approaching. We know what the Bible says, but if this is true, then worship includes not only getting together with other Christians for formal worship in, in, in times of assembly, but worship includes our whole life. Remember I said Sunday is that day, but if you can't worship God until Sunday, so your, your faith is real weak, ain't it? Huh, you, you're real weak. You need to work on that a little bit. See, a life, not a moment, a time set aside, but a life that is actually worships God in spirit and in truth takes all of your life. Paul tells the church in Romans in 12 and 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, ain't it? To present your bodies a what? Living sacrifice, a holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be ye not what conform to this world, but be ye transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, coming here, coming here to Piney Hill is, is our reasonable service. So worship includes Sunday morning, doesn't it? But but in 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 in, in a very real sense, you should be worshiping God while you on your way to church, huh? Uh, you should be worshiping God while you on the job during the week, and while you're watching TV. Come on now, and while you're uh, catch chatting with your friends and your family. And I, I know you wanted uh, wanted to and, and wanted to 
desire to get back at Piney Hill. I know all of us had a desire to get back here. But true worship, where the worship ain't the question. I, I know we wanted to come back here, but if, if coming here would, would give us true worship, that it, it, would, it ain't that simple, ain't it? It got to entail more than that in our life. See, see, we need to come here, ain't that right? Yes, that, 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 can, can it be here that we can have true worship? Yes, we can have it here. Can we be have, have worship out there in the car? We say, yes, we can have worship out there. You know, can we have worship in our job? Yes, you can have worship there. You know, but the thing is, the place don't matter, does it? The place don't matter. It's the heart and the spirit that matters. And so which city or which building it is, that ain't the question, is it? Uh, can I be here? Yes, I can be here. Can I praise God in a crowd? Yes, I can. But can I praise him by myself? Yes. I can praise him in my house? Yes. And, and can I praise him in my car? Yes. I, but can you praise him while you're all by yourself when there ain't nobody else? Don't nobody care all about you. You can praise God anyhow. Any, any place works if you really want to praise God. Huh? But you got to have your, your heart right, ain't it? Huh? He says you got to praise him in spirit and in truth. So when, when ain't the question either. In fact, true praise and worship, our very lives, we worship him all the time. Huh? So, is it possible to have genuine and fully belong to God with, with just one day out of the week? <laughs> can, can you really serve God? Can you wish really worship God with just one day out of the week? Huh? We, we got to think about that, ain't it? Huh? See, the thing is, where do you draw the line between what's your time and what's God's time? <laughs> Sometimes, uh, Sunday is time. Have you heard that? Sunday is the time. That's the Lord's day. Yes, it's the Lord's day, but every day is the Lord's day, isn't it? See, so, see when do you not belong to Him? to him. When do you not owe him all the honor and glory and praise and, and uh, see true worshipers must worship him all the time. Huh? Remember the, back in the day you said that you used to take your religion and put it on the like God didn't know. If I put it on the shelf he can't see that. Huh? And let me tell you, girl, what I want to tell you. <laughs> and I, I always tell one of my daughter's friends said, uh, uh, don't come for me if I didn't send for you. <laughs> I done laid my religion on the shelf, so hey, 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 Kathy, don't you come for me if I didn't send for you. <laughs> Cause me and you gonna get real, you know what I'm saying? But but you can't do that, can you? Huh? You can't misrepresent being a, a Christian if you can be able to take Sunday, set it aside, then take Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and set it aside and say that I I, I only worship Him on Sunday. 
That's the Lord's day. But he, de- he deserves what? All of our time, ain't it? See, sometimes folk are genuinely wholeheartedly voted, but have wrong, erroneous concepts about what's involved and uh, uh, how to go about this thing we call worship. See, for worship is to be pleasing to God, it must be done in truth. See, truth involves what? Sincerity and legitimacy uh, to devotion that we have for God. See, truth is being uh, not being hypocritical, ain't it? It's not saying one thing and what? Doing another. See, it's not calling him Lord and then living uh, as if that that you are your Lord of your own life. See? But if he is Lord over your life, he got to be Lord over your, all of your life, ain't it? Huh? And, and see, truth is not submitting to him and then praying to him only when you're in trouble. Huh? Huh? And worshiping truth involves what? Your spirit. Uh, truth cannot be what? Uh, acted out and worship contrary to the spirit of God. True worship seeks to and submits to and complies to the spirit of God working in your life. You cannot worship in truth if you got a hidden agenda. Huh? Uh, how, how, how you going to worship God and you got a hidden agenda? Huh? And you can't call him Lord in one minute, then fuss, cuss, and gossip. Huh? And be filled with jealousy, hate, and pride, and, and vengeance, and, 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 and look, hey, can't keep your eyes in your head. Men, wait a minute, women, some of y'all can't keep your eyes in your head either. Hey, I like that old song by Bruce Tram. He said, Lord, help me when I try to take a glance. Lord, help me when I try to take a chance. Lord, 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 hide me. He said, hide me behind the cross. Hide me when I try to try to do things that, that I don't think nobody else looking. I, I, I got it. I ain't, I ain't pointing fingers at you. All of us come short, ain't it? Huh? Huh? See, see, I didn't leave nobody out of there, did it? So I told you I got me, so I know I got some of y'all too, ain't it? See, true worship must involve your very spirit. into this past passage and so true worship cannot involve constantly demeaning people because they're not like you huh? he, he, why did he meet this Samaritan woman he wanted to let those disciples and followers that he said that look I can't treat her because I don't have uh, anything to do with Samaritans see you, you can't treat folk outside the church the way that you do you treat them Look, well, it ain't true. Let me fix it. You can't treat folk inside the church. And old folks used to treat them like you ain't a child of God, ain't it? Huh? But we, we got we to gotta watch ourselves, ain't it? Watch yourself. And, and they said that you ought to behave yourself, especially in the house of God. But you need to behave yourself when you're out in the world, ain't it? Huh? So how can you true worship and give God praise and then you are there cutting up? You know, don't come for me. I got to, I'm, let me hit Kathy again. Don't come for me if I didn't sin for you. Huh? You know what I'm saying? We, we got to be real, ain't it? You can't worship God in truth if you got anger in your heart all the time. Pride fills you with spiritual arrogance. And, and then if you understand grace and forgiveness, that it ain't got no God then forgave you. You know how much, uh, how many times that grace pleaded your case, mercy came and looked over your life, and then you don't want to show 
it's his brother. He's a liar. So he loveth not his brother whom he has seen. How can you love God that you ain't never seen? See, true worship is being what? Real, ain't it? Being real in your devotion, huh? See, see, uh, he said that there are many ways to get to God. I told you earlier that. But all of them ways ain't proved to God, is it? Huh? <laughs> they said they thought that they could go to the mountain and you could go to the roof. He said there are a whole lot of ways that you can get to God, but there ain't no all ways ain't approved to God, ain't it? You got to go to God that the approved the way. And that's the only way, ain't it? And see, as long as, as we worship, it doesn't matter how. See, some have you heard people say that? As long as we worship, it don't matter how. It, it, it has to do, you got to worship Him in spirit, what? And it's true. Huh? Any old way is not okay in truth, is it? We got to understand that. Now, does it, steam, uh, does it mean that we can't uh, worship people, uh, worship God, excuse me, worship God in different ways than other people? The people does that. But the thing is, it, it ultimately like it comes from the heart and it got to go to Him, ain't it? Yeah. From the heart to Him. Yeah. Huh? From the heart to nobody else but what? It's to Him. So truth does not involve false doctrines, does it? Huh? He said that you, you don't worship what you know. And, and then we know what we worship and salvation is of the Jews. They told Jesus that. But so Paul says that what? He, he said that, that don't fall for these fables and these lies and these, 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 these uh, uh, genealogies that are being told to us. That sometimes we get caught up in, 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 into things, uh, church tradition. Our church constitution. Uh oh. Oh. Our church bylaws. Ain't nothing wrong with them, is it? But we can't override that of, 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 over, the, over the Bible. You can't override that over the Spirit, ain't it? Huh? We got to understand that. See, see, see. By, 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 he was telling them about myths, and then by. And, and what about our Baptist myths? What about our Pentecostal myths? Uh, what about our, our Methodist myths? And then by verse 10, we know he was teaching something about contrary to sound doctrine and, and do not conform to glorious gospel. And did they have wrong ideals of the nature of God? We can get that stuff wrong too. We can get caught up into our doctrinal things within the Baptist church until we leave love out of the equation. We can get so churchy until we turn folk off. And then we wonder why folk ain't running to the church. And then the first time they come to the church, first thing you do is grab the Constitution. Why don't you grab love first? Huh? Why don't you grab love first instead of grabbing the bylaws in the Constitution and see if everybody... Look, go down that line and see me. I want you to show me where you cross every T and dot every I. See, praising is valid concept of God must be important in the way that we worship. Knowing the very nature of God must be important when we worship. Seeking God with all of our heart must be important when we worship. Knowing God in a personal relationship is more important than the way we worship. Realizing that God is truth. Uh, Jesus defines himself as what? Truth. Truth must be very important. Truth involves sincere behavior between you and I. It involves us actually doing things. You can't say that you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you ain't doing that. 
is not doing. No, it's not. <laughs> Coming to church is not doing. Oh, Lord. No, it says something on my screen here. I'll worry about that later. See, he says that everybody said, Lord, Lord, shall not be saved. It's hard for all of the shouters and praises to accept that, eh? But Jesus said it didn't. Huh? Huh? To be acceptable in God must actually be doing the will of the Father. Not just saying, Lord, Lord. You got to do more in your life than just praise Him with your lips. He said, but the hour comes when the worship should be worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now, since we know what the true worship is, so I want to give you in our text this morning the example. Of a true worshiper. What example do we have in the Bible that a true worshiper is? In our text, uh, just for a few minutes, we're going to find a man that seemed hopeless. Huh? He seemed hopeless. He's crippled ever since. Uh, he was born in the world. And, and today, uh, with simple issues, when God has already blessed us so much, why is it that it's so hard for us to worship Him? This man depended on others always to carry Him wherever He was going and wherever He had to pick Him up and let can you imagine the having uh, such a, a, a condition that every time you want to go somewhere, somebody got to pick you up? Every time you want to do somebody got to lay you down? You know, totally dependent on everybody else. And, and the thing is, he, he even had to beg. Can you imagine having life so hard that you got to have somebody to pick you up, have somebody to tear, lay you down, and then you got to go begging for help? Oh, Lord, it's hard to beg at the church, ain't it? It's hard to ask at the church. But I'm talking about it's hard to beg. It's hard to beg at the church, ain't it? And then our text says that now when Peter and John uh, uh, went up together into the temple, and a certain man uh, that from his lame from his mother's wombs was was carried, and they laid daily at the gate of the temple called Beautiful to ask alms of them to enter into the temple. Who sent Peter and John uh, uh, about to go into the temple and ask them alms? And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said, "Look on us." And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. See, totally dependent on other people to carry him and the benevolence of others to be able to help him to get a meager existence out of life in, in what we call this thing the best life. I was telling you about your mama trying to live the best life but you want to beg and, and, and to ask folk for help all the time. And, and I've been blessed to be able to work public work ever since I was five or six years old. My daddy called it public work. Anybody got any witness in the house? When, when you worked at home, they want public work. But when you went down the street to work for somebody else on the farm, they just said, you got that public work. But public work, I've been able to do that. But I thank God, it's not because of me, but because of God's goodness and mercy in my life, that I never had to beg it. But I, I'm thankful unto God because he gave me what I had when I needed it mostly in my life. So this thing, this man didn't have that choice. Ain't he? he didn't have that choice, but he asked for assistance and, and asked for help in meeting his daily leave. So many of us, we, we be praising God anyhow. We should be praising God because we didn't have to live like that. All daily needs are met and our health and strength uh, is what it is today. Isn't it amazing how human beings can, can get so used to doing things as usual till they fail to realize the potential that God has for them in their life. You can get so used to being down till you never think that you'll get up again. You can get so used to begging till you don't realize that God got a way for you to make it in this life. You can so used to doing things the way you've been doing things 
another life. Do I need to say that again? You can get so used to the usual until you fail to expect the unusual to happen in your life. You'll never be able to get the greater blessings that God has for you in your life. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? See, God has some unexpected, unusual stuff to be able to happen in your life, but you got to put you in a situation where you can only depend upon Him and you can't depend on nobody else. You, you see, in order for you to give God some unexpected, unusual, legitimate praise and worship, sometimes that God has to be able to put you in some unexpected, unusual places in your life where only one that you can do is look up. So our text says that what? Peter says, silver and gold have I not, but such I have I give to thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took up by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and his ankles received strength. Huh? Uh, see, how many of you know this morning that God's blessings is bigger than your expectation? Huh? that you're in. This man's expectation, he wanted a temporal fix to a few coins to be able to help him get to his day. But God was getting ready to blow his mind. huh? God getting ready to blow up into your life. Now, you got to have some expectations above that situation that you're in in your life. But 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 God is getting ready to, to blow this man's mind. And what, what, what did I tell you? Oh, two weeks ago about money, money, money. You know what the Moj said? Money, money, money. He said that, that uh, give me a nickel, give me a dime. Uh, money can drive some folk out of the mind. All for the love of money. See, this man was looking for a nickel. He was looking for a dime. But God was getting ready to blow this man's mind. Huh? Hey, ain't it amazing? This man was looking for a little money to satisfy his daily needs and, and not knowing that he was going to become a greater blessing to somebody else in their life. This unusual, this usual expectation of satisfaction for his temporal needs couldn't get him to see the greater blessing that God... I'm talking to somebody this morning, ain't it? And when Peter told him that I don't have any money to fix your problem... But what I do have, oh God, somebody should be praying. But what I 
money for you, honey. But but ain't money ain't your problem. The money ain't what you need right now. But I have what I have. I give it to you right now. Huh? I give you something that will what? never run out in your life. I'm gonna give you something that'll sustain you when the money run out. I'm gonna give you something to sustain you when your health go out. I'm gonna give you something to sustain you even when death Our text says that Peter took him by the hand. And immediately, unexpectedly, un- unusually, that his feet and his ankle bones got strength. Ain't God a good God? Huh? Won't he do it? This man being carried down. Listen to me. He was carried down. He was laid down. He was begging for his expected nickels and dimes but he was blessed with something unusual something unexpected and his life changing experience that he had never witnessed before in his life but I don't know about you but but when these tears come on now when when the tears start welling up in my eyes I I, I feel all kinds of emotions coming over me and I I, I just can't keep it to myself I, I, I have to give God some legitimate praise and some legitimate worship. Our text says that he came leaping. And listen what he said. He leaping, he stood up. And he walked and he entered into the temple walking and leaping and praising God. And, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. They knew it was him who sat at the gate called Beautiful in the temple and they filled with wonder. And amazement at what had just happened unto him. If you don't get it now, I doubt if you will ever get it. When God does something for you out of of the unexpected, out of the unusual, out of the uh, something that you never thought that you'd get in your life. Something should move, eh? Huh? Some, I, I, I don't know how you said that. When, when you know what God done done for you in your life. Sister Mary, Sister Mary, you know what God done done for you in your life. What, what, what God brought you through. Many folk wouldn't have made it. But God saw fit that you are here on Sunday. I, I called her. She said, Pastor, I ain't doing my best, but Sunday I'm Flowing. Oh, just like a river, since my comforter has come and he abides. 
when those tears start welling up on the inside of me I can, I can see I can see myself in this picture I, I, I can't keep, keep it to myself I, this, this man leaped and he stood for a minute y'all listen to me he leaped and stood for a minute have you ever had to do that God did something so great in your life you just got to stand up and look for a minute huh and I, have you ever been able not to stand up and even you have to weave a little bit but you stood up and huh uh, you realize that if it had not been for the Lord on my side huh? I, I know it was God I hear folks say that you don't know my story uh, listen to me this morning hey, but ain't it good that some folks know your story uh, you don't know my story but I thank God that you know my story but if it had not your mess that you messed up in your life had become a powerful message for somebody else that that test that God brought you through had become a testimony for somebody else to be able to have see God didn't bring you through this so that he can just say he brought you through this you have become a message a testimony for somebody else I ain't got nobody knowing what my story is my story is that I can have legitimate praise and worship because I know where God brought me from. Huh? This is a story of legitimate praise and worship because everybody knew his story. And they knew where he came from. They knew what he had. But they realized of the power of God working in his life. They were filled with wonder and amazement. Do we have any praises in the house? Come on, do we have any worshipers in the house this morning? Huh? Huh? Let's give God some praise. Let's give Him some honor. Let's give Him some glory for what He has done in our life. We thank God for it. This one man became a testimony to everybody that saw him. They say, ain't that the man that was sitting by the gate called Bill? solid rock where I can give you all of the praise. Lord we thank you and we praise you. Let us bow. Father God we do thank you Lord for this day. We thank you Lord for this opportunity to come and and we ask now that you just touch in a mighty way. Help us oh Lord that we might be able to become legitimate praises. Legitimate worships because we worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord we thank you and we praise you in Christ Jesus name we do pray. Let the house on the face say Amen. Amen. Amen.